This is Live at Five with Glenn Curry. <laughs> Army where you shoot them a mile away, you gotta get up close like this, and bing, you blow their brains all over your nice cyber league suit. <laughs> was it over when the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor? Hell no! German? Forget it, he's rolling. <laughs> Learn it, know it, live it. Are you running a business or a charity war? Leave the gun, take the cannoli. <laughs> Yankees win! Pull over! No, it's a cardigan, but thanks for noticing. This is Live at Five, Live at Hey-o. Five, Live at Five. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah. Mm-hmm. Courageous cat. Somebody was on the line, I think I know who it is. Let's take a guess. He wants to be your council person. It's going to be Jason. Uh, he's not on there anymore. He, he, it must have timed out. Anyway, it's dark outside. You knew that. What are you doing? Looks like Alec Baldwin once again is in trouble. Actually, he's not in trouble. He, he's, he's looking for some favors, so he got down on some anti-Israeli protesters. Now Hollywood loves him again. It's a good way to get back into things. You know, you, 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 your career goes down in disgrace after you uh, accidentally shoot somebody on a set in New Mexico. Next thing you know, you're doing a, a film festival in someone's bedroom uh, in Syracuse about a year or so later. And to gain favor, you know, it's, oh, uh, you're wrong. You shouldn't be doing that on, on New York City Street. That was yesterday. And you know what? I, I, I agree with Alec Baldwin. Anyone who gets near him or, or tries to intimidate him, he gives it right back to them. Always liked them. All right, so someone's on the line. I'm just going to give him the courtesy of just talking about what's happening in the world. And, of course, ladies and gentlemen, I wish I was a betting man. I'd have some money in my pocket. It's Jason Trainer. What's going on, Jason? Well, I went to the city councilman last night and needed and yeah. Glenn, what, what bothered me is the gentleman from the Warsaw House Authority, and I, I ran up to him, and I said, you don't understand the hell I went through. And I said, uh, you clean up your building, no cockroach and bed bugs, and then you may hmm. deserve a pay raise. 4%. But I have a couple questions. I'll be fast. Real fast. Wait, wait. Now, so you went up to the person that runs the, the housing uh, development up here? What was his name? Um, I forgot. Uh, he well, was a gentleman. Yeah, he was there at the city council meeting. Looking for a measly four four percent increase in his, in, you know, in this. Uh, uh, you know, I, I don't well, know. I, I I know Glenn, but what about my four percent? Well, there's more renters than homeowners in wartime. That's not his fault. He needs to, inflation's killing everyone. So you're saying because you had a couple of bed bugs that he doesn't deserve a four percent increase in his in no, his salary? That's, that's not what I'm saying. Uh, that's I didn't think this show would start off this way. It's over yeah. drink, cl- drinking clean and water, having water that's drinkable and clean. Mm. And we're losing 500 million gallons of water in reservoir that has a leak. Yeah. So it's the still priority not his fault. is yeah. Yeah. pay raises, right. not clean water. And we, we have engineers in this city. Right. I don't see them. 
because we're losing 500 gallons right. of water. All right. So at this point, it's interesting. Do you ever call up the hotline show with your, with, with you know, with, with observations like this, Jason? Because I don't think. You know, I, I do. Do you really? Does Jeff let you get beyond like the first sentence? Hey, hey, uh, look, uh, <laughs> if you want to run for city well, council, uh, you have to wait for the uh, proper cycles, pal. Well, so, he, seven well, five. Glenn, yeah. he does. Sometimes he's nice, sometimes he doesn't. Right. But I'm concerned that, that people give 4%, not because they don't deserve it, because that's priority over drinking clean drinking water, and we're losing 500 gallons right. of treated water. That should be number priority. I know, I know. But, but Jason, okay, can we talk about something? Listen, you are not going to be you know, campaigning. You're campaigning now. Uh, that's not for another two years. So no one's going to remember this this conversation on the 19th of December, 2023. Oh, they will. <laughs> I, remember. I, will, I will always talk about things on my heart, Glenn, right. because it's important. It's going to be quick. Priorities. Right. What are the city's future priorities? Right. And I will get an interview with Mayor Sarah Koppel and the rest of the guys, because I confront right. uh, people. I confront that gentleman because he said, I didn't know what I was talking about, but I have a question. Right. Why right. don't that gentleman mm-hmm. and the rest of his Flea uh, bag people. Right. Come live in Midtown Tower for a month right. and tell me how they would feel. All right. Because I called everyone I could, Glenn. Yeah. No one would listen to me mm-hmm. as a renter. Right. And you're no longer there, and I'm glad you're not there. But, Jason, I've got to go only because I just have uh, a half assed agenda today, and I've got to go anyway. How's that sound? All, All right, Glenn. Right. Th- thank you for your time. Thank really- you very much. That's, uh, that's Jason. So yesterday I was going, you know, I I, I try to stick with the local thing. You know, when you go local, you you go local, you go crazy. Or you start talking, uh, you know, uh, in different directions with Jason over stuff that really, I mean, this poor bastard's looking for a 4% increase. But Jason had an experience with bed bugs, and he's still somehow equating his his salary increase to the leakage that we have in a reservoir. Oh boy, I'm so glad I'm not in politics. It's it's just it's it you never never it's a thankless position always. But yesterday I did want to go in that direction and, and in the back of my mind I'm like, Geez, you know, let's let's talk a little bit about what's going on in the world and 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 the video that uh, I referred to that t- took place in a Senate hearing room down in Washington D.C. of two staffers, one of which has been let go. Uh and um and he says he was, he was, uh, he, he came up with some lame excuse. And what kind of excuse? I mean, here it is, you're performing an, a sexual act inside a, a D.C. Uh, Senate office. Well, I, I was, you know, under the impression that no one was talking about it. Sure enough, Fox was talking about it all last night. Jesse Waters talked about it and went on into the Hannity show. It's a big story. And, uh, but what makes it even bigger was just a couple of days prior to that is that the same intern in question, uh, was uh, also on top of another story, wink, wink, nod, nod, and uh, that was when he was a pro- he was confronted by a, a senator, I believe from Louisiana, and it wasn't it wasn't Kennedy, it was somebody else, the other guy, obviously, uh, accusing this particular staffer of uh, of being anti-Semitic and uh, and pro Hamas. It's just crazy stuff. It really, truly is. And the other thing I wanted to follow up on uh, yesterday was a follow up on the Dave Mann story. And I shouldn't call it Dave Mann's story. It was the uh, then, uh, duh, what was it, Clancy Mance story. Prior to community broadcasters, when uh, Jim and Bruce took over, it was Clancy Mance under Dave Mance and Jack Clancy. And Dave, uh, back in 1997, always had Christmas parties. 
And that's when things got a little out of hand, a lot out of hand, to be quite honest. And uh, the person in question that created such havoc that night by almost driving his, his, his car uh, into the river, the St. Lawrence River, and in addition to that, having relations with his underage uh, date, <clears throat> um, the very next day, Dave Mance fired him. I, I didn't say that yesterday. It's very important that I add that. And it's not the first time I've told that story before. But that particular person in question actually showed up to his job the next day. He worked on weekends. Uh, that's when people actually worked on weekends in radio back, uh, back in the day, 1997. And uh, Dave was here waiting for him, apparently, and uh, fired him on the spot. So, you know, just wanted to clear that up. 755-1240 is the number. 755-1240 is the number. I know the president uh, did a tribute today to uh, former Supreme Court justice uh, or uh, judge, should say, Sandra Day O'Connor, who died, I believe, over two weeks ago. I hope her, they had her on ice, <laughs> like Dorothy Hamill or something. But anyway, the tribute was today. It was a long time ago. Uh, that was almost as much as long as uh, James Brown had to be put to sli- uh, put put to uh, uh, you know to the earth. Uh, so, if you want to chime in about anything we talked about yesterday, local issues, what you're doing for your Christmas party, or any crazy Christmas party stories, uh, by all means, give us a shout at 755-1240. It was yet another lively um, a hotline show today. I didn't hear all of it, but what I did hear of it, Jeff is just, he's, he's, he's back, and he's been back, don't get me wrong, but um, it's always an impressive show, that's for sure. Uh, so anything that I might have missed from the show that deserves to be talked about, uh, you could chime in about that, too. Because really, and I said this yesterday, there's really not much going on locally. Um, I just, you know, and, um, you know, we could talk sports, but I don't want to do that in, in, any, in any shape or form. That, that gets to be boring, and it's, it's not germane to what's going on in the city. But honestly, uh, just, there's just not much going on. In fact, I was looking at some of the sec- excerpts of last night's um, city council meeting. And by the way, it was significant in that last night was the last meeting with Councilman uh, uh, Hickey. And uh, we, we wish him well. Obviously, he's still going to be participating, uh, participating, excuse me, in city events. I'm sure he will continue to be some type of neighborhood advocate. Uh, but, uh, you know, Pat Hickey was a good man. I think he just got caught up in the, uh, the new uh, administration. You know what I'm talking about. And it cost him his gig. So Pat Hickey's last meeting, I believe, last night was his final. So that will set, that will do that. And then I, the other thing is that uh, Mayor Jeff Smith was was signed off with his gavel last night for the final time. Am I missing anything? I, they're not going to have anything next week. I can't imagine. So it's the end of an era uh, for um, for Mayor Jeff Smith, who started off, I believe, as a uh, county legislator or whichever. I know he was a young guy back in the nineties. Uh, then it became a city council person, and he got out of that for a, a, a four years or so, got back in it, ran, as we all know, four years ago successfully against Allison Crossman. Boy, that seems like such a long time ago. It's amazing when you look at your Facebook uh, timeline when, when it comes back with photos, you know, remember this day six, seven years ago. It's, it, it, is, it is amazing how when you're younger, a year goes by in two years, and now a year goes by in six months. It goes by so quickly. But when you start adding on three, four, five, six years, going back to a Facebook uh, post or picture that you posted six, seven years ago, and you remember what you did that day, and you can see how young grandchildren were, how young you were, um, it, it's, it's amazing how time flies. All right, so no one's chiming in. This is a perfect opportunity for me to get out of Dodge 
and uh, showcase some of our advertisers, which we'll do right now. This is the Live at Five show. It's 20 minutes after the hour. We'll be back right after this. Attention, North Country car enthusiasts. Get ready for a revolution in driving. That's right. It's FX Capra Honda, your destination for drive happy, drive America. I love the leader at the end of that commercial. Anyway, uh, you know, this came out, what, yesterday? No, today's the 19th. So this, yeah, and I know Jeff was talking about this. Governor Hochul signs a bill to create reparations commission. Once again, it's either uh, California is the leader and in, 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 uh, New York uh, ensues. We're not the leader anymore as far as starting trends are concerned. It seems like it's, it's Gavin Newsom and his crowd coming up with different, you know, I, mean, I, I believe it was, it was California, for instance, that started uh, uh, eliminating smoking in restaurants back in the late 90s. And, you know, sure enough, we did. And that was one of the things I said, oh, that's going to kill the bar restaurant business. I was wrong. Totally. One of the best things they ever did. Uh, but nonetheless, uh, it, it, yes, it, uh, California has uh, talked about reparations, particularly in the San Francisco air, uh, region. And, of course, the argument is, is that uh, California was late to the game to begin with and never had um, any type of slavery, like, you know, the, you know, like the original 13 colonies and so forth. Uh, but nonetheless, they feel compelled to do that. And now Hochul you know, is doing the same thing. Uh, Governor Kathy Hochul on Tuesday signed into a law a measure to look at potential reparations for New Yorkers whose ancestors suffered under slavery in the state. By signing this bill today, I'm authorizing the creation of a commission. Uh, and Hochul said New York often pats itself on the back for being in the center of an abolition uh, movement in the 1800s, which, by the way, it was, with famous residents including Frederick uh, Douglass, Harriet Tubman, and uh, Sojourner Truth. Hopefully I'm saying that right. Uh, but, you know, I look at this, you know, with recent uh, events going on because of the open border and sanctuary cities, particularly New York, Chicago, and, uh, and others, is that um, the Democrats are losing their grasp on uh, minority voters. And for the most part, um, you know, a lot, of, a, a lot of people in urban America don't want to share the minority status. They don't want to share it with others, you know, as dark, if not as, almost as dark as them, or maybe from another side of the planet or, you know, the gay community. They don't want that. So the moment you bring in uh, migrants, many of which are just crossed off of the border illegally in, in recent years, and uh, they're getting you know, services more so, at least as far as the impression is, than, than people who live in New York, Chicago, and so forth, they resent that. And who do they resent on top of that? Democrats, like the mayor, the new mayor of, uh, of Chicago, worse than the previous mayor, Lori Lightfoot. And for that matter, Eric Adams, who I really happen to like, has been, you know, really put uh, thrown under the bus in recent months uh, because of his criticism against the Biden administration uh, for, for, for continuing to have an open border. They've really been getting down on the guy, looking at his finances, looking at his campaign financing, uh, whether or not there was misappropriation of funds. Also, some allegations of bad behavior with women four or five years ago. And he, this is one of them. And yet, once he started criticizing the president, they started getting it. And if, by the way, if you heard the CBS report prior to today's show, Russell Brand, is his name Brand or Branch? I can't remember. The, the crazy British guy with the, uh, the Indian heritage who married Katie, Pell, uh, K- Katie Perry for like three hours. Uh, there's more uh, allegations of sexual uh, behavior, bad behavior, if you will, and assault from six people who have come forward. Now, the only reason why I bring his name up is because he's been very outspoken about the vax about the shutdowns, about Big Farmer, 
And uh, his career kind of went into like, well, I'm not an actor anymore. No one wants me in, you know, uh, author remake. So I'm just going to be a, ba- a big mouth. And he's a very smart guy, very highly educated. And he's become a conservative. But sure enough, about three, four months ago, it was everyone hates Russell Brand. And now today, more allegations of uh, sexual misbehavior. So this is the price we're paying. And, and a couple of things that it just, you know, someone's on the line, I'll get to it. I, I, I have this, you know, this hope that this all changes. But in the back of my mind, hypothetically, if Donald Trump becomes president of the United States, our, as a conservative, our lives are going to be miserable. They're just gonna. It, I mean, just imagine why they impeached the previous president, Donald Trump, for for nothing, an overheard phone discussion in the White House uh, regarding something that was very, very real with Ukraine and Biden's uh, association with his son and so forth, and that billion dollar deal and everything caught on video. Can you imagine what they would do with, with if Donald Trump became president again? So I almost got to the point where, and this is very defeatist, and I don't want to come across this way, but I'm going to come across this way that. You know, yes, I wanted to be our president, but boy, there's a lot of things we our lives w- would be miserable. I was talking uh, online with uh, Dr. Michael Schwartz today, and here's a guy that's got a, an important message out there about, about the vaccine and how, when, how and why, despite the fact that he got COVID three times, he's, he didn't want to get the vaccination. And now he's an advocate of, about the vaccination and its ill effects and, and all the craziness that we've seen since. The Israeli report, you know, just recently someone sent me a link, I believe today, about a a 14-year-old kid having a stroke in high school? Stuff we've never seen before. So once, you know, Michael starts talking about that, particularly on, on the meta uh, uh, platforms like Facebook and Instagram, no one gets to see his posts. He, he said he could put a picture of his big toe on Facebook, but the moment he starts talking about COVID, because remember, he wrote uh, uh, Fauci's fiction book, and he's been seen on Fox and so forth. He's been on this show. He's a great guy. But he recognized a long time ago that whenever he goes on that platform, it's it's not seen by anyone, so it's it's so just imagine the way it is now and the way that America would be with not just Donald Trump as president, although he's the he's the leading guy, if you will, or any Republican. They would make things miserable. They'd rather have an open border, eight dollar gas, inflation through the roof, and and still maintain this whole ideology that they're saving our democracy. It's crazy. It truly is. Hi, you're in the air. Hey, is. Is this a uh, call-in show? or? Yes. I, once again, that's not the first time you've said that, but go ahead, my friend. Well, and you did it yesterday, though. You, you had like three minutes to go. You go, I got somebody on the line. I'm going to be quick. Right. let it all out until 6 o'clock. Anyways, I, I thought I'd just throw you an anchor anyways, Glenn. Uh, you celebrating Festivus this year? No, I'm not at all. What, what, what do you mean, throw me an anchor? What, what's that mean? I'm, I'm sorry. Cure my ignorance on that one. What, throw me an... You're kind of slow today, so... Oh, I'll okay. It's a life, it's a life raft, not an anchor, but that's okay. All right. All right. I got to go. I got to go. Listen, if, if, if you don't like the fact that I talk on a talk show and try to make a point and then go to a phone, then please do me a favor. Don't listen. There's nothing worse than, than a condescending obnoxious phone call like that. The moment I hear someone say, is this a talk show? It is, I just want to hang up on you right away. I gave you for the benefit of the doubt. And then you throw the anchor thing in there. Please don't do that. Okay. I, I'm yes. It's, I got 50 minutes to, to, to you know, to, to, to kill here, so to speak. Uh, and I, but I have to make it interesting. If I allow you just to call in and just belittle what I'm saying, that defeats the whole freaking purpose. So listen to something else. 
I listened to the final hour of, of uh, Alex Jones across the street. I'm sure he'll be very eager to speak to whatever you have to talk about. So that in mind, if you want to talk about something within the realms of good taste, please do so. 755-1240. So anyway, I covered the bases on the Dave Mann story that I had to uh, let you in on. Plus the fact that that story that I went out, uh, went out on a limb about talking about yesterday in the Senate chambers, that actually has been getting a lot of attention in mainstream media. Or I shouldn't say that. Sorry. It's actually only getting attention on Fox News. But it was a big, big story, which is promising. Because for a moment there, I thought that wouldn't make it to the headlines, considering everything that we've seen uh, with respect to January 6th. And this heinous act happens, and we hardly see anything about it in mainstream media. Thanks to Jesse Waters, though. And for that matter, the Live at Five show. Hi, you're in the air. Hey, Glenn, I think you do like listening to yourself talk, though, man. And once again, it's... uh... Hey, you kicked uh, Jason Trainer off. Right. Now this guy. Come on, Glenn. I didn't kiss, kick uh, Jason. Jason was on for over four minutes. <laughs> yeah, but you didn't have no other callers. Let him talk if you ain't got no other callers. Yeah. No, I can't do you that. You just like to listen to yourself talk, don't you? Is, wait a minute. Is, you know who you... You have the same <laughs> voice as, as Satan, but you're not Satan, are you? Yes, I am Satan. I got a cold. Oh. No, you're not. <laughs> no. Yep. All right. All right. Thank you, my friend. I appreciate it. Right, got it. No, that wasn't Satan. That was somebody else. It's got the same same voice. Oh, here we go. I know. It's been one of those days. Hi, you're in the air. Hey. Yeah, them last two callers, I don't know. Why don't they go listen to something else? You gave Jason a lot of time. Yeah, wait First it was uh, 500 million gallons of leakage. Then it was 500 gallons. Yeah, right. <laughs> just, oh, whatever. Right. You can only listen to him so long. Right, right. Yeah, four minutes. That's a long time. So what's going yeah. on, my friend? Thanks for... Uh, bailing me we out, some, I guess. Uh, pretty snow. It was slippery going in, dark, greasy. You get to see the drivers that don't have good tires and stuff, and I just try to stay away from them and everything. Had a couple, saw two or three in the ditch, and uh, the, almost tried to sideswipe me, but yeah, it's, it's that's all right. Yeah, you yeah, the, stay away from them. I tried to. The first uh, day of snow, or, or you know, this was perhaps the most snow we've gotten so far. So it's the first uh, test. But here's the question. Here's not a question. Here's something I failed to talk about last night. Our own Jim Levin driving his BMW down Route 81 to go to the airport this morning. He went. He left uh, the night before. He hits what some pe- what he thinks rather was a tire in the middle of Route 81. And that he was doing not a high rate of speed, but something around 70 miles an hour when he hit it. And he went up in the air, he claims, as much as four feet. He's lucky he's alive. He's lucky the car didn't turn over and roll over like something in a, in a Lee Majors movie or something. But that ha- I, I'm sorry I didn't mention that, but Jim Levin is okay. The car is damaged, and he managed to uh, get to his destination last night. And right now he's in South Carolina in one piece. So the, the moral of the story is be careful when you're driving because you might run over a tire. That's what happened to Jim Love. I've seen it happen on tractor trailers and sometimes on the back tires of the long trailers, they, the tread wears and the, and the metal stripping and they just disintegrate. And, boy, you don't want to be on a motorcycle anywhere near them when you see them flapping like that. Right. I don't care if i got to go 120 miles an hour just to get a pass and get away from it. 
because I've seen them. I'm sure everybody else, all the listeners, have seen them laying in the road. So, it does happen, and it comes off track trailers, and sometimes the drivers can't feel it on the, you know, the, the long trailers. Well, yeah, when you when you're driving along 81, particularly between you know Mansville and Central Square, that it's dark. There could be a, a dead deer in the middle of the road. You won't see. A couple of years ago, those poor guys that were driving a car. And uh, they drove underneath a, uh, a tractor trailer that was that was uh, stuck in, in the northbound lane, and they all died. It was a horrible accident. Terrible died. Two two separate vehicles uh, crashed underneath a tractor trailer that lost its power when it jackknifed. And uh, boy, I remember when that remember happened. Remember when that happened? Yeah, and there were uh, four of them, if I'm not mistaken. It's such a horrible story. It's always tragic when someone either gets hurt and certainly killed in a car crash. But these guys were medics from uh, St. Lawrence County, and um, they, they were down in Syracuse for some reason. Their car broke down, they had to get another one. And that was the car that all of them died in when it crashed uh, underneath the, uh, the back end of a, of a trailer. That's when uh, Chuck Schumer, our senator, came up. To advocate for those those big long um, you know boards that they put on the on the tractor trailer itself, so that you know if you know you could one see it or your car wouldn't you know decapitate you because that's what ultimately happened to these guys. It's a terrible thing. So anyway, Jim Levin is fine. Um, he drives like a maniac. He's very lucky. And uh, I'm just saying, look, uh, but look out. Something hey, might be in the road. you mentioned that on the air before. You rode with him and you go, yeah. <laughs> yeah, good good memory. Good memory, John. Uh, yeah, I, I was with him with another sales associate. This is when I just got back. And I just remembered it was, it was such, you know how you, I'm a bad backseat driver because I'm the greatest driver in the world. And I know when someone is accelerating, when they should be decelerating, if there's such a word, or at least their foot should be off the accelerator. Uh, but Jim just constantly has his foot in the accelerator, and I go with the flow of traffic. And and so my body, when I when I hear the engine still pulsating, still you know you know I can tell that at this point, if there's traffic, someone's stuck up ahead, um, you know whatever. And Jim one day uh, was was doing that, and I just started screaming. I I know it's it's rude, <laughs> and he didn't like it, but he is a crazy driver. There's no doubt about it. So anyway. Um, and somehow he eluded death last night, and now he's in South Carolina. So what else is happening, uh, my friend? Not too much. The snow is pretty, but I didn't even really shovel. I got about two inches. I didn't have to snow blow with the tractor or anything. So that was cool. It was slippery going in. Roads are all cleaned up now. Kudos to all the road crews. Yeah. Uh, I wish they had the lights on the racetrack because I wanted to go check it out when there was snow illumination against the lights because it makes it a lot more prettier. Yeah, sure. Um, yeah, it does. And then, uh, but it's Thursday to Sunday, but I am going to try that. It's 20 bucks a car load at Evans Mill Speedway. Yep. So I will try that, and maybe the snow will stick around that long. And I'm it's supposed to get up to 40-something degrees. For a dry hill so mm -hmm. they can get some snow and get some... I know a lot of people are chomping right on the bit to get up there and have some good snow time. I agree, especially on the hill this time of year, down in Barnes Corners. Big business, but uh, the, Mother Nature is not cooperating. Well, anyway, well, I appreciate you uh, calling in and uh, at any given time, my friend, and uh, well, I hope you have a good Christmas Thanks if I don't talk I to you. I hope somebody's got some juice and they can open up the park hills for kids to slide again, but and take the fences down. I, I've talked to Jeff about it and hmm. everybody I can think of, but That's a good point. It's just, uh, I think it's, they're never going to let us slide down there like we used to. Yeah, like the old days when we broke our legs on our own well. Yeah. 
I remember them. Well, I didn't. No, I know. If you I'm want just to kidding. be crazy, you used to be able to. But right, no, I agree. Use your head. Yeah. Right. No, I'm with you, my friend. I wish they would do that because I live right there, and uh, it seems like they cut it down to a point where it's really almost not even worth doing anymore. So uh, you're right. I, 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 I hope they can change that or modify it a bit. But thank you, my friend. Thank you very much. Thank you, sir. Merry Christmas. Yes, you too. So what he's talking about is the, uh, the hill there at the Park Circle. And, uh, you know, again, we live near there, so it wasn't uncommon to see, like, an ambulance show up. Someone would break their leg. and You know, the city obviously had, and I believe Jeff was, was mayor at the time. So it's been a while. So there was a time where you could start up at the very, very top of that hill. And that really wasn't that long ago, because Sharon and I have been up in that area for like 21 years now. And then they cut it down one year, and then the next year they cut it down. And now it's like, you know, it's like, yeah, you can get some momentum. You can have fun. But it's not like the old days when you can really get a nice, good old concussion. And then on the right side, they put up, they even cut that off, too. The problem was, you know, when you get down to the bottom of the hill, especially when when it's icy out, you had no control of your body, and you can crash into either the brick wall or the stone wall, or most often they would have like uh, hay bales that would they would put in the bottom of the of the hill. They don't do that anymore. Now that they've cut things down, people don't travel as far. But the hay bales were became so hard uh, from the rain and the ice that it was almost like you know you know crashing into a, a brick wall. So all of that is gone. People still do it. I don't see as many people on the hill. As, as in the old days, obviously, we don't have enough snow as it is now. But when it is snowing, it seems as if Park Circle, where the sleighing was just just a rite of ritual. I mean, my God, it was, it was arguably you would have maybe 100, maybe 200 people up there at the same time. And you just don't see that anymore. So today, one observation I did hear, because, you know, I have a tendency to, to be like on the doom and gloom side of life. Um, today, uh, Danny Francis called in and I didn't, I was kind of preoccupied, so I didn't hear everything that Danny said, but what I did hear was when, when, uh, Jeff Graham says, well, that's a very optimistic, uh, viewpoint of, uh, the next year he was, Danny was saying 2024 in a pessimistic way, wasn't going to be a great year. And you know, although I don't agree with Danny on a lot of things, I will agree with him there, but I'm going to go out and, and suggest at least that Danny sees the writing on the wall. Remember, next year is a huge political year. The biggest. They always say that. But it really is. And I think Danny is alluding to the, to the notion, at least, that maybe, just maybe, Donald Trump might become our president again. That would be unprecedented. In, well, I shouldn't say that because Grover Cleveland did it. But no one would ever expect to see this in the, in the modern age where a president would, would do one term, lose, and come back four years later. But it sounds like Danny's afraid. Danny's concerned. And I think the Democrats are concerned. That's why, you know, they're, they're trying to lure, you know, people of color back into their corner again, talking about reparations. But I just don't see it working. I really don't. But at the same time, the Democrats still have a lot of time to switch seats and, uh, and uh, move some, some deck chairs and replace Joe Biden uh, with Gavin Newsom. Or, of course, who could forget the rumor of the possibility, at least, of uh, Michelle Obama. I, I, I still can't see it happening. I remember, what was his name? Michael, what's his name from Michigan? The guy that always wears the fat guy who looks like uh, Peter Griffin from uh, Family Guy. 
He was the one who brought it up two, three years ago. Oh, I just hope Michelle Obama runs for president. And everyone said, well, you're, you're crazy. And sure enough, I hear her, her name quite often. It was Roger Stone who brought it up about two months ago. Uh, and uh, don't be surprised because at this point, Joe Biden's numbers are in the sewer. And every time Hannity talks about that, it's just like, oh, he's, he's his, favorable, his favorable numbers or his, his uh, people's opinion about Joe Biden and his administration is down in the historic low numbers. I mean, how often are we going to hear that? Of course it is. It's awful. But I just think they're pushing him right off the deck and they're going to replace him in the 11th hour. It's just a guess. All right. So if you're, no one's calling in, including obnoxious people, let's do this. Let's do our final break of this wonderful uh, Tuesday edition of the Live at Five show here on AM 1240. It's about 17 minutes before the hour. We'll be back after this. L.A. Quarry is the destination for all your crushed limestone. L.A. Quarry. At the top of the Washington Street Hill. And welcome back. So, in uh, Channel 7's reporting on the new manager, Watertown Lawmakers approved city manager, ethics board members, and uh, fire engine, engine borrowing was on the uh, docket last night. So, what's his name? Uh, the retired Army colonel will replace Ken Mix. He's Eric Wagner. Uh, in the new role of uh, city manager, Wagner is currently uh, the assistant of the garrison commander for his uh, role. A role that is very similar to a city manager's uh, role. However, Wagner was not at city council meeting. Uh-oh, there you go. Let's see if Jason jumps on that. Meanwhile, the council reappointed four members of the city board of ethics. But council member uh, Cliff only voted no for each of them. Uh, after Mayor Jeff Smith uh, filed an ethics complaint against Olney, as we all know, the ethics board unanimously said the council should begin the process of holding hearings and considering if Cliff Olney, councilman only, should be removed from office. So this, this will continue. Councilman only says he voted no because the ethics board did not allow uh, him to represent himself in the deliberations on his case. He says, and I quote, I was not able to go to the ethics board, nor was I able to present evidence of any kind to rebut, uh, but that was uh, suggested that I had done. For that reason, I am voting no on all these appointments. It's a little spiteful there, I guess. I just hope that all goes away. Who knows? All right, so 755-1240, that's the one story in relation to, of course, last night. And there's a, I just saw a picture of... Uh, Hey, here it is. Um, Jake Johnson. There's there's a picture of him. There's a story about Jake Johnson. I did not see this. Actually, this was done a couple weeks ago. So, I don't know. I'm just trying to keep with current things. Jake's done a tremendous amount of things. I thought it, it might have been in relation uh, to that story that uh, Joe Wessner was on Channel 7 today uh, talking about, um, you know, two businesses leaving downtown, or one of which not doing well. Uh, the, we and people are, you know, I guess essentially saying that, yes, it's good that we have the YMCA, but one guy who owns like a, a chicken wing place on, on Public Square was saying, well, the Y was right across the street. And so now that it's moved down the block, he doesn't see that being, a, a, you know, a big factor. It's tough doing business. I can't imagine, depending upon the weather, people showing up to work the counter, people showing up to cook food, opening up the place, cleaning it. It's, I, 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 and I've been doing this a long time, and I got it. hats off to anyone who owns any type of retail business, especially when you have to deal with people. It's a tough, tough thing. 
Like, I mean, today, for instance, I won't say where I went, but I, I, uh, I, I was going to get my, my wife's car inspected because we're leaving town this weekend. Nothing like waiting to the last minute, but I did, and I brought it in yesterday. So, and this is no big deal, but this, this is what drives me crazy. I, 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 uh, they said, well, the, uh, the, uh, the, the inspection machine's out, and, this, and the, the, it's probably going to be out for about a couple of days. Do you need the car right away? I said, no, I don't need it. But I will need it by this weekend. That's not their fault. I mean, they got a bunch of people they got to deal with. They got a bunch of people that are either on a schedule or or a pain in the ass, whichever. So I just, you know, amazingly, I just, I, I, I was responsible enough this morning to call them up and say, "Hey, um, are you are you going to be able to have that uh, that car that I dropped off inspected?" Oh no, that's not going to happen. Oh, okay, so you're not going to have it done today. No big deal. Will will it be done by Thursday? And he goes, no, we're probably not going to have that back until the first of the you know, of the year. It's like, well, wait a minute. I mean, I mean, I, again, I, I didn't complain. I didn't turn into a Kevin or a Karen or something like that. But at that time, you would say, okay, look, there's a couple of people waiting for something to be done in the next 48 hours. Maybe we should get in contact with them. Now, again, I've made mistakes. Trust me, and I can't imagine having to call up. I don't know how many people that were looking for an inspection in late or mid-December and, and telling them, that, well, unfortunately, we're not going to get this done this week or next week. But if you did, you could at least avoid that phone call, you know, on Thursday, you know, asking, where's my car? Is it inspected by now? Oh, no, I, uh, I thought someone told you. Because you know? at this point, I would have to, you know, rent a car. I don't want to be driving on, on the highway or 300 miles without an inspected car. It's bad enough I've been driving around it like, like it is now. And as you can see, I just disclosed my issue because it was supposed to be inspected last month. But needless, needless to say, it is a tough, tough business to keep people happy. And at the same time, in this day and age, and post-COVID, when nobody, it seems like I should say, a lot of people, not nobody, a lot of people work hard every day. And Jake and his staff are, one, are, 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 are a small representation of the young generation changing this town. Thank God. But there's a lot to be done around here. A lot to be done. And running a business is very difficult. So hats off to anyone out there who can honestly say they've run a business for successfully at any given time. I, I, one thing I've, I've made, I, I've, I remember getting a little bit upset here and there over the years and feeling really bad about yelling at somebody. And again, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go out on a limb. This has been, a, it's been a long time since I've done that. And sometimes I actually, even when I, I'm, I'm in the right to be annoyed by something, I just, it's just not worth it. It's just not worth it anymore. You know, I have an insurance uh, agent that, you know, really doesn't know my name and I don't really care. I don't want her to know my name, to be quite honest. The more anonymous I am to my client or to the people that I do business with, the better. But I, I, I got an email, for instance, saying, hey, we, we need you to sign some documents and you got to sign into your account. So I said, geez, I just took off an old truck that I don't use anymore for my policy. I might as well go down there. I don't know what my sign in is. I don't know what my password is to my insurance agent. I have no clue. I didn't even know I had one. So I walk in there today, I figured, you know, let's get this done. And um, sure enough, she said, oh, that, that's, don't worry about that. <laughs> I said, okay. But I'm just doing my due diligence. At the same time, she's probably looking at me like I'm crazy. I got an email. It says, do this. I couldn't sign in. So I'm going to physically go in and, and figure it out. Someone could possibly say at that point, so, well, you would have been nice if you told me. But I says, you know, it doesn't get me anywhere anymore. It really doesn't. As long as I walk out of here with all limbs and I, and, I, and I haven't lost my eyesight or my mentality, I'm fine. I know that's a cop-out. 
And I know tomorrow I'm probably going to get the wrong order in a drive-thru and go crazy. But until then, I think as I've gotten older and more seasoned, that I don't lose my stuff. And once more, watching people lose their stuff over nothing at at a fast food joint, and not for nothing, but most of the videos I see on, on, on social media of people losing their cookies on over, you know, they didn't get the large fries as opposed to media. What is that? What, something trivial. The majority of them are women. I don't know what it is. I don't, I don't know if, if COVID taught us one thing. It's like there's an issue with middle-aged women, especially when it comes to an order that's wrong. And some of them go out of their way and, and just get downright violent. And start throwing stuff. The, the the compulsion is to knock everything off the counters, or or try to rip something out of someone's head, or t- take the big barrel of straws that's on the counter and throwing it all over the place. It just goes to show where my algorithms are and the type of stuff that I see in my Facebook page. Seven five five twelve forty is the number. So I, as it turns out, my friend Satan was repeat was the guy. Uh. Mm. He's telling you, okay. Well, it, it, I didn't know it was Satan, but it was. And now we have someone else. Um, Glenn, take your car to GNS Auto Repair in Patty Hill. Well, I took it somewhere else right here in Watertown, and they got me in. Stuff happens. Don't get me wrong. And by the way, I didn't mention the name of the place. It happens. I'm not upset, but that, that could have been a situation where it would have been really, really awkward to wait till the very last end of the week and find out that it wasn't going to... I don't know what it takes to inspect a car, but it's not like in the old days. It's got to be uh, done with a computer and diagnostics and all that stuff. So it takes at least, what, 20, 30 minutes. Nothing takes five minutes anymore. Nothing. When was the last time you sat on the, on the, on the toilet and, and did it in less than five minutes? Sorry. Sorry for bringing that up during the dinner. Nothing takes five minutes anymore. Absolutely nothing. So anyway, uh, hopefully we'll get that done. And hopefully uh, the weather will be nice. From what I understand, it's going to go back into the 40s in just a couple of days. So the little amount of snow that we've had is going to disappear. Now I'm getting another. Um, all right. Well, someone's also telling me that they have to record the inspection and send it to Albany. Well, how long does that take? It's like an email or something? Hi, you're in the air. Hey, Glenn. How's it going? What's happening? It's uh, Mr. Gladel. Hey, uh- I was reading the uh, Penny Saver, and I noticed on the back page there they're saying something about the Globe Mini Ma and the Court Street three or four buildings down there are going to get some money. I think that's great. Who's going to get more money? I missed that. Yeah, uh, the Globe Mini Ma. Oh, yes, 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 Mr. Yeah, Query. And then, yeah. and then there's one, two, three buildings next to it, I think. I can't remember the numbers now, but anyways, they're supposed to get money too, so that's nice that they've done that street over that they can get something going up down there. It used to be the big big price of Watertown at one time when I was a kid. It was. And you know what's amazing? I've seen photographs of the Globe Mini Mall over the years. And I don't oh, know when I don't know when they actually put that ugly facade on it, but they must have done it back in the seventies or something. But if you ever see an old photo prior to the facade, remember, there's a lot of buildings, including the old uh, Household Merritt building on Court Street where Steve Bradley is. That uh, right. Bill Baker, when he owned it, he put this ugly facade over it, covering up all the brickwork and the windows. Well, that's exactly what happened to the Globe Mini Mall. If you see a photo of it from like the 40s or 30s, 
it was it was completely different. It was it was a beautiful, beautiful place. So yes, uh, that guy's last name. I hope I'm pronouncing this correctly. Is Query, and uh, he and just like Steve Bradley had been uh, turning those buildings around on Lower Court Street in recent years. And his last the his big project now is the old. Uh, Globe Mini Mall. I'm glad to see that. I really am. Yeah, down 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 past the Hitchin posters. I know Cliff Pickett owns all that down there. But yeah. some of them built. He used to read a Red Star. Some of them buildings could make a comeback. I think if somebody wanted to take some, put some money into it, you know. Well, I also hear the, uh, grumblings about some potential hotel being built on top of the uh, the parking garage there behind the new yeah. Y. Um, but maybe that's maybe that maybe it's the same developer. I don't know, but that's awful. That's ambitious as hell. You know, building a hotel on top of a, a parking garage. If you told me something like that would happen in Watertown, I'd laugh in your face. But you know, it just goes to show that uh, there are people willing to shell out some serious dollars and uh, and and to develop uh, what was Lower Court Street has been a mess in the last thirty years. But right. the YMCA yeah, looks great. It looks great. So another, that would be a nice another addition. Another eyesore is that one over on Clinton Street where uh, Medical Arts used to be. The guys made it into a gravel pit over there. Big piles of dirt and hmm. stored buildings down. They built the bank next to it. Looks nice. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, well, that's Lundy's place. Yeah. It's it's taken a while, but yeah, he's got a, a, a he's doubled up on the old Watertown building. Uh, now it's got a, a a twin sister with a bridge between it, and then apparently there's another medical building on the Clinton Street, uh, the Mullen Street side. But yes, you're right. There's there's a lot more to be done there. Hey, by the way, the big news is um, <laughs> this is big news. The, the phone books are out. Uh, Taco Bell is opening up any day apparently on State Street. So that's that's the big news there. Uh, and I tell you what, I gotta admit, I mean, I know it's a fast food place. But wow, State Street looks a lot better, don't you agree? Since they got rid of the old Greyhound yeah. building, it, it, oh, and, yeah. and that lot on the corner now it's the parking lot. Don't get me wrong, but it's it, State Street already looks infinitely better uh, with that that corner with the Taco Bell. There's no doubt about it. But I gotta go, my friend Rich. Thank. Okay. If I don't talk to you, have a good Christmas. <clears throat> thank you. I'm heading down to Utica. Awesome. Uh, have a good time down in uh, Utica. Um, just as a programming note, if Jeff hasn't mentioned this, Jeff and I are off this Friday and, of course, off on Monday. So no hotline show and no Live at Five show this Friday. And that's the same for the for the next Friday, uh, which is, uh, what is that, the 29th, 30th? 30th yeah, the 29th, uh, no hotline show, no Live at Five show for the next two Fridays. I know you're depressed. I get it. It's just like Danny, uh, you know, Francis looking at 2024, the prospect of going back to a Trump society. That's just awful. AM 1240 WA10 in Watertown makes us legal, folks, and we'll see you here tomorrow. Up next, CBS. This is CBS News on the Hour, presented by Indeed.com. I'm Monica Ricks. Police arrested dozens of people.